Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another episode on GEMS Podcast. I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and today I will be chatting with Julian Lefort. And here's a bit about Julian. For the last 15 years, Julian has worked with both nonprofit AIESEC, Chance UK, Coaching for Everyone, and private sector Societe Generale Agricole. Thomason's online benefits, Mercer Group. Originally, he worked in the in a corporate environment managing learning and development globally. His job was supporting people in their development as leaders and as individuals, creating programs that would make them shine as employees and make them grow and develop. After being forced to stay at home for a meeting, resulting in Julian missing an important event in his daughter's life and feeling a and feeling of being stuck in work, Julian decided to make a shift to entrepreneurship. Now he is a success coach, a trainer and mentor of coaches and works with a range of truly amazing individuals from coaches and creative entrepreneurs. Most recently, he has been diving into the correlation between resilience, specifically in his work and as a coach and diversity and inclusion. And without further ado, today we're going to talk about navigating the four steps of resilience. Do you know what that is? What does it look like? And how can it help you navigate in all areas of your life? And without further ado, please welcome Julian Lefort to GEMS Podcast. Hi, and welcome. Um, thank you for having me here on the podcast. I'm very happy to be here. My pleasure, Julian. And we know a bio is just a bio, right? So we want to know who is Julian more than the surface. So tell us a fun fact about yourself. Oh, um, I'm sure there are many of them if you would ask the people around me. But um, um, I think probably a fun fact would be I'm very much of a child at heart. Um, you should see my my living room is full of Disney stuff with like Mickey Mouse everywhere and and stuff like that. I'm a I'm a big fan of um, of these kind of things and whether whether it's movies or uh, comic books or anything, um, usually that's uh, that's something you will find around me. Um, and I love music as well. I love uh, uh, probably like a fun fact on that side would be I love collecting musical instruments from around the world. So that's really exciting. So out of the musical instruments that you've con- collected from around the world, which one is your favorite? Where did you get it? And why is it so um, precious to you? Good question. Um, I think probably my favorite one, and it's not a, a full-size one, unfortunately, because it would be very, very big, but it's an instrument that comes from Senegal. Um, like It's called the Kora. And um, so I got it from Senegal. Um, I actually have part of my family. Uh, my, my stepfather is originally from Senegal and my mom lives um, in Senegal almost full time. 
And so I got it from there. And I love that instrument because it has probably one of the most beautiful sounds you can ever have. Um, and if you, if you look on YouTube, actually, for any Kora players, um, it has a very smooth and relaxing, um, relaxing sound, which I love. That will probably be very useful for anyone interested in doing guided meditation or just trying to still your mind and ease into that space. So now let's segue into navigating the four dimensions of resilience, and then we can merge in diversity and inclusion, because I think that's a part of it as well. So when you think of... It is. I was going to say it is indeed part of part of it. It's one of one of the works I, I do is resilience has always been at the heart of the work I do, especially as a coach. Um, but diversity and inclusion is what I'm looking at at the moment in terms of the correlation between the two. So it's definitely an interesting topic to link to. So why should people focus on navigating the four dimensions of resilience. And before we dive into that, ex explain what those four dimensions are so we can set up the platform. So quite often when we talk about resilience, we think about two things mainly, which is um, what I would call the control and the confidence. Um, that's probably core of the basic definitions of resilience for um, probably the last 20, 25 years. And so when we talk about these two, we talk about control such as your emotional control, the control of your life. Um, and when we talk about confidence, we talk about things like interpersonal confidence. So when we meet other people and we connect with them, but also confidence in our own abilities. And what I find interesting is that I think when we look at these two only, there are some elements that are missing. So this is why I always talk about the four dimensions of resilience, uh, which sometimes I, mean, I talk about as well as mental toughness. And I add two things, which are challenge and commitment. So how do you um, enter challenges? How do you take risks? Um, in your day-to-day -day life, in the things you're doing? And how do you, like, do you look at commitment as well? So how do you stick to a task and really go through to the end? And that creates those four elements um, of resilience, in my opinion, that are very important. So the four elements that are very important, was it something that you developed on your own, Julian, or was something that you gravitated to based on your experience, whether it was personally or professionally? So this is, uh, I think you're right, both actually personally and professionally, that's something definitely I gravitated to. It comes from um, numerous types of research that is out there, um, obviously around resilience. So you have um, some of the top professors um, talking about things like grit, for example, or mental toughness, even things like mindset with people like Carol Dweck, who talk about uh, mindset in a context of how do we grow that mindset, which is obviously making us more resilient. Um, so this is not something that necessarily a model that comes from me. Um, what I have done is look into how could we really create that balance between the four, because I think that was part of your original question, why is it so important? 
uh, to have those four elements because we need to create that balance between the four. We cannot um, be fully resilient if we don't think of each of these elements and try and grow and develop each of these four elements in parallel. Some of them will be better out already and naturally, and some others will be harder for us. But it's important to really keep in mind these four. Otherwise, well, it's, it's like a table with three feet or two feet. It, has a, it will probably be unstable and we need to really kind of be centered and hold that ground um, to be able to move forward and truly become resilient individuals. Absolutely, because resilience is what's really going to propel you. And whenever you have that overarching paradigm shift and mindset, then it's going to set you up for success because I feel like you should have resilience in all area of your life in order for you not just to survive, but to thrive. And I know that you mentioned composure, self-assurance, tenacity, and challenge are part of the um, four dimensions of resilience mm -hmm. that you gave me before we started recording. So can you talk about each one of those four pillars? Yes, definitely. So I, I, I talk about, um, I, I use different terms. So it's true that uh, um, we talked about that before and I use different names, but um, composure or control um, is it would be the first one. So that's looking into both um, emotional control and life control. So emotional control, I think, is um, it's probably quite straightforward for most people listening to it. I think we, we have those emotions every day. We get out of those emotions. We have those strong emotions. And it's about how do you control them? How do you think about what's the outcome that you want to reach um, to be able to, and what is the right reaction that you need to have to be able to achieve that outcome when you have a stressful event. Another element is life control and it's, um, it's being able to, to feel in control of our surrounding. Um, I mean, we talk these days clearly on the news a lot about the crisis that is happening in Ukraine. How do we view that? That's part of our resilience. How do we view those challenges that, and those stressful events that are happening is it going to impact our life or are we in control of the things that we are doing day in, day out? That's going to have, again, an impact on how resilient we are. So that's the first one. The second one is that confidence or self-assurance. And quite often it goes back to the, the confidence in our own abilities. So when we talk about that, obviously, we're talking about do I feel like I can hold my ground when I'm talking about a topic, for example, that um, I'm very good at, or I might not be as good as I think I am? And how do I go through managing those abilities that I have and either being able to say, okay, um, well, I know this topic very well. I can talk about it. So that's it. This is who I am. I have those abilities. Or I can see that there are some gaps. How am I going to get better at that confidence in those abilities that I have? Um, how do other people do it? How do you do it, for example? Um, if I was coming here and one of the abilities was speaking in public and I don't feel fully confident, well, what is it that you're doing, Genesis, that I could learn from? 
So getting that that confidence in in those abilities and also that interpersonal confidence being able to talk to the person in front of us that's the first two um the next ones you have the challenge and you have the tenacity so or tenacity or commitment um again the challenge is about um am i pushing myself outside of my comfort zone really that's that's what it is about um, so it could be reflecting on what are some of these things that I can do that would take me slowly out of my comfort zone or very far out of my comfort zone. Should I go and do some bungee jumping from a really tall bridge or should I just maybe go, we talked about interpersonal confidence just now, should I maybe just go and join one podcast and see how it goes and then maybe join another podcast on a topic maybe I'm not as confident about and so on. And then the commitment is about really sticking to the task. Is that focus? Um, it's being able to say, I might be struggling, but I will keep going until I can't anymore. And on the way, I will use different strategies to keep going and keep going and keep going. That's one of the ones I tell my daughter all the time. Um, I mean, you can imagine as children already, they, they, they don't always have the uh, very long attention, uh, attention span, but even my daughter sometimes struggles with that focus. So, okay, how can we help you create that focus so you can go one step further and then another step and so on. So you can really see that you can do it. I like that because it shows progression over perfection and just having that encouragement and letting that individual know that you may not be where you want to be, but as long as you're taking actions, you're going to get to your final destination. Mm -hmm. And I like how you mentioned about stepping outside of our comfort zone, because so many times, sometimes we limit ourselves because we are so conditioned to what the world is saying, what our peers are saying, what our family members are saying, that we remain in a holding pattern or we remain stuck whenever, if we start to look out at our destiny calling, our purpose and our mission, we'll see that if we level up, we truly have to embrace that resilience in order to really be fulfilled with ourselves internally as well as externally. Completely. And then um, challenges. I, I really like how you talked about challenge, challenges because, Julian, challenges are always going to come. There's going to be things that we can control as well as things that we can't control. But instead of highlighting what we can't control, look at what you can control. What life lessons can you learn from it? Where can you begin to grow from the lessons that you learn from? And how can you ensure that you are staying true to yourself without compromising your morals, your values, and your integrity, but then you're learning because if you're not learning, you're not growing, in my opinion. Uh, very true. It's, and, and I think that is a very strong part here. You mentioned about the learning. That is a very strong part of becoming a more resilient person. Because I think one of the things we we sometimes forget is when we think about resilience, we think about it as this is something that I'm going to apply when the challenge comes. But actually, this is, a, this is a process. It is about working on becoming resilient before a challenge may even arise 
obviously using those tools and skills during the challenge, but also how do we bounce back afterwards? And quite often the bouncing back means what is it that we've learned? What is it from that experience that I can apply differently or apply again uh, when a similar challenge will come? And, and that growth and that learning is, is a core element of becoming a more resilient person, definitely. Absolutely. And I would encourage people to use these steps as you navigate your career, whether you're in an entrepreneurship journey or you're in a corporate setting and you're looking for ways to either climb that corporate ladder or make a segue to truly transition into entrepreneurship to fulfill your own goals. Because a part of taking that first step and that jump or the leap of faith is by you being resilient and you breaking down those limitations and breaking down barriers so you could rise up to the occasion. Totally, definitely. I mean, we. Th- what I love about this topic is you can apply it in anything in your life. As you said, at work, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're the CEO of a company already, you still have ways for you to become more resilient. Whether you're a father or mother or brother or sister, at any point in time, you will as indeed encounter challenges, stressful events, um, setbacks, of course. So that, that topic for me is, is, is a beautiful topic to have in the back of your mind because it will always be needed. And now let's segue into how can we apply diversity and inclusion, but let's also put in two wild cards there. Let's talk about equity and belonging and put them all in the mix and see how it complements resilience. Because so many times people see diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging as a check the box and just to get it done, but they really don't do the work that is required in order to show that diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is truly evident. And I think that is a part of resilience and it needs to go together, like as a partnership. I, I, I agree completely. I see it myself as a, as a virtuous circle. It's one has a positive impact on the other and the other has a positive impact on the first one um, all the time. And, and I have um, a friend recently actually made a comment that I, ne- I never really kind of um clicked in my head but when you look at all the activists of this world all those people who are really pushing themselves especially around diversity equity inclusion belonging they are extremely resilient people so they must be doing something good and there must be something there but just to take a step back there is actually more and more research that really shows the correlation between the two how becoming a more inclusive person, how um, creating an environment of belonging and equity actually fosters resilience and vice versa. And, um, and there are many, many examples. I mean, if you think about, again, the learning, when you're going into a process of learning about different cultures or about different genders or about um, whatever it might be, sexual orientations, um, color of the skin, disabilities, whatever it might be, when you're going through that process of 
getting to know other people better, what you're doing is you're also constructing yourself that, um, that element of control of your life that we talked about before. You're starting to understand a little bit better. Where do I fit? Where am I grounded and centered in that wider world? And how do other people actually behave, react, um, experience things? And what can I learn from that that I could apply for myself as well? So already we see a correlation between the two. Um, another very good example we talked about learning earlier on is about asking feedback. If I was to ask you, um, what is it that I'm doing that I could do differently to become more inclusive? Because you have different experiences. You come from a different culture. You come from, uh, you have a different gender. There are already two things here that are very visible where we have differences. And you may tell me, well, you know, Julian, when you're using these words or, or when you're doing this thing, this doesn't make you be a very inclusive person. So me, that process of asking feedback is, is helping me think about what are other strategies that I can use that would help me better in creating that interpersonal confidence, for example, again, that we talked about before, or going into new challenges even you might say you know what julian actually if you were doing this that would actually help you be more inclusive and i might say well you know what i don't know how i can do that i've i've never been there okay let's go and take that new challenge and take a new risk and be vulnerable at the end of the day that's what it comes back to so there are so many examples out there of that correlation between the two and how becoming a more inclusive person will help us become uh, more resilient. And we see it at an individual level, at a team level, and at an organizational level as well. So instead of seeing it as a ticking the box exercise, I think we should see it as a, let's tick a box that is gonna help us as individuals become better people, and become more resilient at the same time. Absolutely. And I want to um, dive into the feedback piece because if you see feedback as a gift, you take what applies to you and you build upon it, or you take the gift and store it up for later. So whenever you actually need it, it will come in handy. But 360 feedback, it works both ways because that person obviously cared enough about you to give you feedback. And they want to see you accelerate where you are. So don't see feedback as something negative. See it as something positive, even though it may not necessarily be what you want to hear. There is a reason why it is being given to you. And I say things don't just happen to us, right? They also happen for us. So that's also part of the mind shift. And then whenever we really dive into inclusion, that inclusivity just People want to feel not just seen, but they want to be heard. They want to be a part of the team. And if they are a part of the team, they're going to be more resilient to want to do stretch opportunities, to step outside the box and do things that are outside of their comfort zone because they feel like they have a chance to actually be seen and to be heard, not just to be that token person or a placeholder. 
And then whenever you think of diversity, think about there's um, diversity all around us between what we wear, what we listen to, what we eat, the languages we speak, diversity of thoughts. We're all here to really connect and link with one another. And once we link with one another in a way that builds partnerships, collaborations, and synergies, then we are pushing the needle forward and we're making this world a better place. And then equity. People want to know that there's going to be fairness across the board. We've all heard the numerous statements where people say, well, things aren't fair in life and that's just the way it is. But why can't we challenge that? Why do we have to let that statement drive where we are? We need to start using resilience and kicking it into drive and start challenging those status quos. Because if we continue to live by the status quos, then we're not making a dent and we're not making a change. And there's always gonna be people who are coming besides as well as behind us. So what are we doing as individuals to be resilient, to lay a sturdy foundation? And if you think about it in the terms of construction, a house is not going to be stable if that foundation is not laid accurately and properly. If it doesn't have the enough tensile strength, if it hasn't been tested, if it hasn't been you know, secured, if the right concrete hasn't been used or et cetera, you're gonna start to have problems in your foundation. And if you have problems in your foundation, you're gonna have problems in your home. So keep that in mind. And Julian, as you think about some of the examples that I gave, um, let me know if any of those stood out to you and why. I think, so one, one thing that um, you, you mentioned that actually um, I find fascinating around how we impact the people around us as well and how we grow as, as a group um, and it goes back to a model that maybe um, most people know, um, but if not, um, have a look at it, is that forming, storming, norming, performing model, um, which is the development of a team effectively. So at the beginning, when they, they're, they're getting together, they're forming, and then at some point, it, go, it goes into the storming phase, and then they start um, going back up the curve in terms of performance, where um, it's, it's adjusting and they can finally move into the performing stage. What I love about some of the research that has been done around that, because it really shows you around how that resilience helps really pass that storming phase. But more importantly, when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, um, the storming is always much stronger. For sure, when we have a group of identical people, we're going to get along much more easily, much faster. That's for sure. When we have a diverse group of people, we're going to have such differences that we will disagree on things. So that storming phase is going to be a, a proper storming. That's for sure. But what is amazing to see in the research that has been done is that the performing is much, much higher when you have a diverse team that feels included, that feels like they belong, and that has uh, those elements of um, that, that equity that is happening throughout the team. And for me, that's, that's a, a core element of 
why we should do that work, both on the resilience side and on the on the DEI side as well, is that the long term is enabling a much much higher performance. And when we talk about we talk about higher performance, we talk about it as teams and as organizations. But that's going to apply to us as individuals. If the rest of the group is performant, we are more performant in our personal life and in our professional life. Yes, and I love all the additions that you just added because it's so true and it really does hit home, Julian. And for our listeners and viewers out there, if they're interested in learning more about your passion and resilience, how can they connect with you on social media and what's your website? Sure. Um, so my, my, the, the name of my organization is Future Minds. Um, and so the website is wearefutureminds.com. Um, that's probably a good way to reach out to me as well. There's a contact form and you can find all my details on there. And um, on social media, that's going to be Julian Lefort on LinkedIn um, or We Are Future Minds on everything else on Facebook, on Instagram um, and so on. So definitely if anyone wants to reach out, continue the conversation and work together in making this world a better place, both on the resilient side and the, on the DEI side. I'm more than happy to, to have anyone reach out. And for our last golden nugget or gem, Julian, is there a quote or a statement that you would like to leave the listeners and viewers with to help them ignite and spark their resilience journey? Um, I don't know if it's an it's not a quote. It might, it might become a quote because it comes from me, but it's my philosophy of coaching because behind all these things that I'm doing, obviously I bring my coaching skills in there as well to really um, leverage all, um, all that learning and that growth. But for me, and I think it applies very well to the whole idea of um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is coaching is a way to um, shine a light on the diamond. But by doing it in the right way, by shining that light on the right facets, what we're creating is we're creating that spectrum of colors and revealing those, those true colors of every single individual, but also those unique colors of every single individual because every single one of us is one of these diamonds and every single one of us deserves to have that light shine on us so we can show our unique colors shine bright like a diamond as rihanna would say So there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Julian Lefort. And once again, I am your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp. I challenge you to release your inner light, your inner glow, your inner creativity, to be that resilient individual we know you can be. Take a step today to make actions and those actions are going to pave the pathway for your future and connect with Julian at We Are Future Minds because we want to make sure your future mind is set up for success by you tapping into resilience, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And until we chat next time, peace, love, 
and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and follow us on YouTube, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for video content. Thank you and have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.